You're listening to Paddle Up, Little Adventures with Lisa and Craig. We're a married couple that believe in the power of experiences, because experiences are what lead to an impactful life. Now, let's Let's brace brace for for impact. impact. Welcome back, everyone, to episode five, and we've titled this episode, Unwinding Our Stack. Craig, what the heck does that mean, and why did we pick that title? Uh, yeah, it's a it's a unique one. Um, that is a very very pickleball term. Um, what happens in pickleball is when you have players who usually prefer one side or the other. So you have a left side player or a right side player for various reasons. You line up before the serve before the point starts in a particular way where it looks kind of backwards, or you're both on the wrong side of the court. <clears throat> and usually, after the service and return happens, you you what's called unwind the stack where you both flip around to get in the sides you want. It's it's hard to explain with words, but it's it's a procedure or a, a technique in pickleball or tactic um, that puts you at a slight disadvantage and you have to, you as a team have to figure out how to unwind that stack before the point really gets going. Otherwise, it puts you at a, or until then, you're at a severe disadvantage. But you actually do the stacking for a strategic reason for pickleball. So like, for instance, Craig is a left-handed player. I am a right-handed player. So traditionally, if you watch pro pickleball, usually when you're playing mixed doubles, a man plays the left-hand side and the woman plays the right-hand side. But for Craig and I, it's a little different because his stronger side, since he's a left-handed player, is actually on the right side. And then I'm on the left side. But again, you stack in pickleball for a strategic reason, but when you have to unwind it, basically reverse it, that does put you at a disadvantage. You just have to figure out how to get through that challenge or obstacle of using a strategic tactic and figuring out how to do it in the best possible way, even though it might be a challenge when you're unwinding it. I know, again, doesn't make sense, but you can Google it and you can find more. It's strategic in that ultimately or long term, you're trying to get, give yourself or your team an advantage, but it does put you at a disadvantage or can put you at a disadvantage in the very short term unless you're good at unwinding that stack. And if you're not, you never really get out of that rut and the other team can actually get some fairly easy points because you're not um, in sync, so to speak. So yeah. going to that in sync topic is kind of why we named this episode as such. Yeah, because we've gone through some challenges or obstacles here in the last few weeks in the last couple of pickleball it's tournaments. It's been a little rough. It's been a little rough. So we had two pickleball tournaments since the last episode. Um, we had our Lake Geneva pickleball mixed doubles 4.0 plus tournament. And then immediately following that, we hopped on a plane and went to the PPA Red Rock tournament. And both of those weren't really successful um, with us playing together as a mixed doubles. We just didn't go in the flow that we normally do, and it was a challenge. So we're we're trying to unwind our stack. Yeah, it wasn't, and it wasn't like this just came on. We we I think um, intimated this a little bit in the last episode. We just been having a little trouble with our flow, our energy, and it just came to it. Came to, we kind of bottomed out. I think in those last couple of tournaments, we just didn't have any. Any um, flow to us whatsoever, herky-jerky, not sure what one person is doing to the other, that kind of thing. And I think part of that, if those of you that didn't listen to episode four, was, you know, I see certain things in 
Craig's facial expressions that kind of get me in a different type of mood. Um, you just need to provide a little bit more grace when you're playing with your partner. And I might say certain things that Craig takes a wrong way on the court. So, you know, we're just... That married curse. Yeah, the marriage the curse. Yeah. Court. So, like Craig said, this has been going on a while and we're trying to figure it out. Um, and ironically, you know, the issue at hand and hence the title of our episode was actually during Lake Geneva and the PPA Red Rock Tournament. We did really, really well on that. We really made a concerted effort to be happy and play with joy. And if somebody made a mistake, we call it, it's in the budget. Craig what? didn't roll his eyes at either one of the tournaments. I didn't use inappropriate words on the court. <laughs> and so, but we still didn't do well. Yeah, that that was the most perplexing thing is that we thought we'd a lot of this would be solved with that, kind of that attitude adjustment between us. And we fixed that. We got really good with it, but it actually almost got, if it didn't get better, it almost got worse. Yeah. So that's um, something that we're going to try to figure out and find a solution to. And I think we've kind of come up with a few ideas because for those of you that don't know, Craig and I, um, when we have a problem, issue, obstacle, challenge in front of us, we're very determined to find the root cause, talk about it, and then make a plan of action as to how to move forward. So this just uh, created another topic for us to look at and analyze and see where we can go forward. And to your point, I think, well, so my opinion on what I think part of the issue was, because we're going to get to this shortly, but we, it seems to have rectified itself somewhat. But it was a, I think in addition to the the attitude adjustment we needed to have as far as partner, pickleball partners that are also married, um, there was some growth needed both on an individual level in terms of pickleball you know, skill or acumen, but then also, and then that rolls right into that as the team as well. Um, I know I was getting a little frustrated when you, when you grow in anything, not just pickleball, but when you, when you're trying to get better at anything, it's never like a straight line up, right? There's always these peaks and valleys and you kind of, you have these epiphany moments or you, you rock it up a couple of steps, but then you might take a couple of steps backwards or you might plateau for a while. And I think – and I'm speaking I'm speaking to you and for you at the same time. <laughs> That's okay, honey. Go go um, for it. I think you were hitting those one of those plateau sticking points for a couple of reasons. And what I mean by that is in, I think a lot of it was confidence in the end because when you start playing better players, the ball comes back at you at, a, at harder angles or more at your feet, more, more accurately. Um, you really got to be on your game with – Everything from your footwork to where your paddles at, yeah, to where your partner is going to be, and, and playing to where they, playing to where they should be at, so they can so the ball can keep going where you want it to go. Point is, is that I think you were having a little trouble in the confidence department because you started seeing more pop ups playing at your feet and not doing that footwork. But I think that was a product of playing better players who were putting the ball. Not where we're used to expecting it. He was getting in a more troublesome position. Yeah, and, and that goes back to some of our New Year's resolution is to play better players. So when you do play better players, new issues come right. up. Yep. And that's what you just described. And so for me, I I would think, oh, this is where the ball should be. Oh, that's really not where the ball's coming from now. And then that readjustment and then that dip in confidence of – oh, I thought I was a good player, and in reality, you are, but they're just coming at a different pace, a different, a different direction. Yep. 
So I just had to figure that out, believe in myself, and practice. Well, and with time, yeah, you did. You really got out of that. But I think it was also um, assisted by some equipment upgrades as well. I'll call it an upgrade. An equipment change. I think you got an upgrade. I, I do. So I'll give you a little backstory, maybe a little bit ahead of schedule here, but I don't know who this gentleman is. So if this gentleman ever finds this episode, I just want to... Yeah, we never got your name, buddy. Thank you. We appreciate it, though. So at the PPA Red Rock tournament that we played in in St. George, Utah, the PPA Red Rock tournament was sponsored by Selkirk. So Selkirk had a lot of reps. They're, um, they're a, and for those who don't follow pickleball, they're a really big name as far as paddles and equipment in the game. Yeah. And so we stayed at a hotel in St. George, and it just so happened that on the flo- fourth floor of our hotel were two of the Selkirk reps that were at the tournament. And so it just so happened that every time Craig went downstairs to get me a cup of coffee in the morning, he inevitably ran into this one particular like Selkirk every rep. Every time I opened the door of a room, he was right there. If I went down on the commons, he was there. And he was a really nice guy. And so Craig would always chat with him going down the elevator, coming up the elevator. We would see him at the tournament. We'd say hi. At, at breakfast. <laughs> yeah, at breakfast. Um, never again over the week that we were there, never got his name. But just always a smile on his face, always willing to chat up a conversation. So. Fast forward, tournament is done. We stayed an extra day in St. George to hike. The gentleman was coming towards us. We had just got done with breakfast. And it's really important to note that we literally, for some reason, stayed down after eating breakfast like five extra minutes. Just lingered and talked and just sat for an extra just just to sit. And that made all the difference in the world. And I'll get to that in a minute. Because had we not sat there for an additional five minutes, our opportunity would have been missed. But we got up. We were walking back to the elevator, and we crossed paths. The Selkirk representative was walking out with his luggage, checking out. And we did the, oh, nice to meet you, safe travels. And we walked past each other, and I thought that was it. And we must have gotten maybe, what, five, ten steps yeah. Down the hallway. We're kind of walking out of the lobby toward the hall or into the hall. And he said, hey, hey, guys. Called us back. Um, What paddles do you use? And Craig said. Uh, we were, at the time, we were uh, Paddle Tech users. So Paddle Tech, for those non-pickleball players, is another um, company that Competing sells. brand, yeah. Yep, paddles. And I was currently, and Craig was using Paddle Tech. And so he's like, hey. Well, but we were, I said we were using Paddle Tech, but I said Lisa's been interested. There's a new wave of paddle material out there called raw carbon fiber for the paddle face. And I just just started using one of another brand I won't get into, but I really like it. And so we were trying to find one for, for Lisa. And one model that came up was a Selkirk, um, the Halo paddle. It's under their SLK line. It's all Selkirk, doesn't matter. It's Selkirk Halo. And but we had having, having a heck of a time trying to find one. We have a friend who's a Selkirk rep. They couldn't get one. Um, the local tennis club over at Lake Geneva had one, but they wouldn't even give it out. You had to play on the courts, and it was always gone, so we could never even try. So I'd mentioned that. I said, we're pedal tech, but I said, honestly, we've been trying to find a Halo just to try out, just to see if we like it. And he immediately, after Craig's comment, opens up his Selkirk paddle his big bag, tour bag and says, you know, I just need to get rid of some weight here before I get on the, the plane. Load, yeah. I got to lighten the load. And he hands me a demo paddle of the exact same Halo paddle 
well, the Halo comes in like four different options. So there's like nine different configurations you can get. And there was one configuration we had our eye on we can never find. And he pulled out the yeah. exact paddle. The exact configuration. Exact configuration that Craig was looking for me. And my jaw just dropped. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, if you don't mind a demo, it's got about four hours of play on it because people used it during the PPA Red Rock tournament. But it looked It looked new. brand new. Yep. And I looked at him. I said, thank you. Can I give you a hug? (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, sure. I gave him a great big hug. I almost had tears running down my eyes because what are the chances? What's the likelihood that we, A, stayed downstairs for breakfast an extra five minutes? Because we had we not done that, we would have missed him, would have not crossed paths as he was walking out. And what's the likelihood that he had the exact same carbon halo Selkirk paddle we had been looking for for me in his bag? And what are the chances that he gave it up to me for free? Yeah. And after the hug, he's like, all right, now you're a Selkirk player. <laughs> and, and you know what? Inevitably, that's what I'm saying. If you're listening and you find this, I am now committed to that Halo paddle. I love, yeah. L-O-V-E, love it. It is changed my game. It has created more confidence in me because the grip, for those of you that don't play pickleball, now, when I go back to the Paddle Tech, and I'm sure Paddle Tech at some point- Great company, great paddles. Will come up with a carbon they, fiber paddle. They too. just don't sure. have one now. Yeah. But the grip that that ball has on that that surface, that carbon fiber surface is just, I, I can't describe it. It yeah. just If I would go back to my Paddle Tech, which again, great company, love them for years, but it seems slick. Mm-hmm. Like the ball just- it's like a icy road. Well, the, the game evolves, the the, the equipment, equipment evolves. Equipment evolves. Yep. And so to, to loop back, so in addition to you're getting more confident and getting used to hitting um, harder shots against that are coming at you from better players, that really um, – there was a confluence there of that plus that new equipment. Again, the evolved equipment that lets you – Take swings. Uh, I would never do well, with ha- a paddle tack. Handle the shots coming at you with way more um, – ability and options because of that that grip and the uh the um just the material that you're playing with there. i believed in my shots much more and i believe that when i wanted to go down the line that paddle would take the ball exactly where i wanted it to go and yeah. obviously as a pickleball player you have to have your body aligned and your feet set but that paddle made all the difference in the world because with that confidence uh both in both your ability coupled with you know a cool new paddle um, you really turned, you changed, you, you evolved. Um, yeah, I, mean I, I that, went up another level. Like yeah, I, it, it turned well, the volume up for me. You used to play more neutral to kind of, we usually play doubles pickleball. You have one person's more of that, we're going to use these terms a lot here in the next few minutes. You have alpha and kind of a beta. The alpha is more of that aggressive attacking, you know, ha- more of the hammer of the two players and the other person is more of that beta where they're the setup person. They'll do a lot of the dinking. They're moving the ball around, trying to create an opening or an opportunity for that alpha player to do something athletic to either spook to their team or flat out win the point with a, with a cool aggressive shot. And with you and I, I had always been that alpha player. And I think you had that mindset. Like I, that's just where you lived. You weren't, you were an alpha, but again, in the last month, month and a half here, with these changes, both in your game, with the paddle, et cetera, you really, and in, in watching you, just watching you, not even playing with you, you became, you, you become more that alpha player. <laughs> so it's period. like, uh-oh, now we have two alphas on yeah, the court. Yeah. And it kind of goes to 
who I am. We talked a little bit about this in the last episode, yes. that I'm, I'm naturally an alpha person. Type A. So now I have a new paddle. Now I'm I'm playing more aggressively. We basically have two alphas on the court. And oh, but, Okay, now what? Well, but, so going back to what we opened with, we were having trouble. I, th- I don't think we saw that. Like you were, you were playing way more aggressively and doing the pop-ups. How do I say this? Because if one player changes, then as a team, you need to change or mm-hmm. take that change and incorporate it into your tactics and how you play and how you flow, right? And we just hadn't figured that out yet. No, because there was a point there. Again, you kind of hit a you kind of hit a breaking point, or not a breaking point, but I talked about peaks and valleys with that growth. You were plateauing, and all of a sudden, and we were struggling with that. And then suddenly, this new change came that we again we didn't probably didn't do a great job of seeing, and so that made it more even more confusing. It felt like another variable came in there, but you didn't know what. Like something else got added to the stew, but you didn't know what ingredient that was. And you and I took a lot of reflection over um, our non pickable timeout in Utah, and I think. Had a bit of an epiphany. It was a little late. <laughs> we already got our butt kicked. Hey, in better the late than never, though. That's what uh, I always say. But we did come up with some epiphanies there. But sorry, it kind of got off tangent. But uh, so now we're we kind of realized, hey, you you have this alpha, not personality, but this alpha ability on the court. And how do we use that? You've leveled up. So now what do we do? Because we have two of us that again, this is not to, this is not a bragging piece here, a bragging segment. It's just that we're both pretty confident in our games and are both willing to set each other up and ourselves up and and can take shots that the opposition either wouldn't see coming or when the thing could be pulled off and we're pulling them off with more more than we And that's a good thing for us as a team so that it makes the other team that we're playing against that we're a little bit um, unpredictable. More weapons is never a a bad a thing. Bad thing no. But as as you talked about all these peaks and valleys and we had these epiphanies and we were were reflecting Folks, if you can't figure it out, it just dawned on me. I mean, that's life. That's marriage. You're going to have peaks. You're going to have valleys. You have struggles. You have obstacles. You get, you get, no, you get no flow and then suddenly you're not anymore. And it's this, repeated, um, it's this repeated process of stopping, looking at each other and saying, okay, now what? Yeah. Whether that's a, a, new, a new addition to your family, if it's a new job, yeah. it's, a, you know, a I hate to say it, a death in the family. And it's just, that's what life's- Any change. Any change. And that's what life's about. And I think we have gotten better at pickleball, but pickleball has also helped us get better at life with one another. Yeah, I think so. It's communication and just understanding and and better awareness. Like, again, I think we're getting better and better at um, noticing, just being aware. Like, wait, something's different here. Yeah, let's talk about it. What's going on? And feeling, feeling that out together- backs to each other and not, you know, looking at pointing at each other or or, or accusing each other, yeah, yeah. but working together to achieve that best optimal outcome, which is what we want yeah. now on the pickleball court. So I think one of the things that after, you know, with this new paddle and our troubles at the last two tournaments in Red Rock and Lake Geneva, we kind of came to this resolution that, hey, we still want to play together, but maybe it's time for Lisa, you go play a little bit on your own. And Craig, you go play a little bit on your own. We've always been so literally tied at the hip when yeah. we came down to play pickleball. And we've, we're breaking that up a little bit. And so let's just maybe find our flow as individual alphas and then see how we can come together and bring those alphas stronger together on the court when we're there. So that that's what we did. I went to a couple of open plays several, um, by myself and I... Bloomed. I don't know how else to say it. I yeah. 
I played a little differently because I love you, honey. But Craig wasn't around. Yep. Um, I could just be myself and my true self and literally let that alpha out on the court. I remember one gentleman started a game. He looked at me and said, do you want to serve first or do you want me to serve first? And I'm like, well, I got a pretty killer serve. And he's like, well, I got a pretty killer serve. And I said, well, I'm kind of an alpha. And he's like, well, I'm kind of an alpha. And he he we were joking all while we were saying this, but he let me serve first. And it was 6-0 start by the time we got our first side out. And he looked at me, he's like, you were right. But but he allowed me to be that alpha. And I'll always remember that. That that sticks out in my head because I just took that from game to game to game. But then also when we played then, I brought that back to us. And and then what I <clears throat> what sounds probably um ironic or Ill- illogical, but when we when you brought that back to us, what what helps trigger or not trigger but elevate your your alphaness that's a word um is me actually being more aggressive so you would think you know if i was a if it was three plus one if i was a three and lisa's a one that equaled four for our team if lisa came back as maybe a two you think i'd drop down to a two right it's not how it is it's actually we're finding out that three plus three can still equal four because yeah. i is and because it's it's more of a not more it's as much of a mindset thing than anything if i come out and be aggressive instead of deferring to you or you deferring to me like we think we used to do now if we're both out there and um playing our own aggressive games i think it's that flow is starting to come back pretty quick because we're smart enough to know what shots each one of us is going to take yeah. in an alpha moment like oh that's a high pop-up Craig's going to be the alpha at that particular shot because I'm smart enough to realize that is where your strength is. But, oh, I'm going to take that shot because I've already moved to the middle and I know exactly where I'm going and you let me take that. Mm-hmm. So I feed. I mean, we're smart enough to realize that. In addition to that, I want to say I feed off of Craig's aggressiveness. If Craig comes out and he's aggressive, yeah, I'm like, ooh, it's Let's go. it's kind of like a little turn go. on. <laughs> Sorry. But I'm like, it charges me up. And I'm yeah. like, okay, let's go. We got this. And then I become more aggressive. And again, that three plus three is still four. That just turns the volume up and it it makes us better. Yeah. And and take that thread and weave it back in real life. I think that we've been also we've been fairly good at that, but we're getting better at that too on just with a marriage and a relationship where yes, we tend to do things together almost almost all the time we're always together when we have our free time but we've um uh, that's the best way to say this we've broken off a little bit and allowed each person to kind of do their own thing here and there for a few hours at a time or half a day like you go out and do your own thing well i'm gonna i'm gonna go off script this is one of the things we want to talk about but it was later but when we were at the ppa tournament um you can sometimes get as close as you know craig and i are just sitting right across from a desk like less than three feet apart you sometimes get as close to that when you're not on championship court. I mean, you can get that close to the pros. So we were sitting there one afternoon at the PPA Red Rock Open, and we were waiting for the pros to come on this side court. And we, you know me, I start chatting with anybody, and I was chatting with an older PPA ref. And we talked about yeah, he was what's your that secret. Match we're waiting yeah. For. And so we're just, again, I talked to anybody. I'm like, so what's your secret to marriage? And he said, we each do our own thing. Because they were coming up on 50 years or something he mentioned. Yeah. And I was like, chatting. wow, 50 years. What's your secret? And he said, well, I do this refereeing for the PPA. and That's his thing. That's my thing. And my wife does 
her thing at home. He he mentioned what it was. I just don't remember. Yeah. And he said, then when I'm done, you know, traveling from a tournament, we I go back home. We do our togetherness thing, and then we separate again. So he said, we're married, we're committed, but we each have our own thing that we do. And I think that's important that you don't lose yourself in a marriage. And I think maybe through this pickleball adventure and reflection, we've come to the fact to realize that we need to maybe do that a little bit more. Yeah. No, it's all about balance, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that was, that's been pickleball the last three weeks or so, month or so. It's been, it's been eventful in terms of emotional and cognitive and just, uh, the play as well, but it's, it's been quite the uh, evolutionary step for us. We're not out of it yet. I mean, we'll, Oh, it'll take more practice. I'm we sure we haven't solved it, but I think we have a good, good idea as to how we want to do, do it going forward. Yeah, we decided to take some break, a, a break here from tournaments. We're not planning on playing any tournaments in the immediate future, but that'll be kind of the next litmus test to see how we're doing with that. Is when you get into that the more tournament. pressure situation, yeah. and just see how you, how you perform and compete against um, uh, other teams of similar. Yeah, because ability. since since we came back from the PPA tournament, we have played. In open play open together plays. with all these new ideas in our heads with two alphas on the courts, and it has worked out beautifully. Yep. The flow is back. I there. mean, I'm, I'm talking the, the fact of if I have to recap, two alphas on the court, we're intelligent people knowing what alpha is going to take what shot combined with our new attitude on the court, no rolling of the eyes, me being, you know, just be playing with more joy and happiness mm -hmm. and just, I mean, pickleball is not our life. Let's, let's figure it out. I mean, it, it's just a game, whether we win or lose. And if you have that mentality of your partner's going to make some mistakes, it's okay. Because I'm going to make some mistakes, and it's okay. That's okay, too. I think all of that rolled up has really made us grow exponentially on the court. Like I said, the last couple open plays, we've played with those mindsets and that action plan going forward. We've just played lights out. Well, I think we put that into practice, even out in Utah, when we didn't play well or weren't playing well. We were out there, what, eight days yeah. a week, something like that. And we played one day of pickleball um, tournament-wise. We watched pros for a couple of days. But the rest of the time, we went out and just did our Utah thing, which is we love that area of the country. You've heard that before. But that Red Rock Desert area, we spent so much time and so many full – how many hours did we spend on trails and just exploring the countryside? Hours. I mean, there was days – like one day we hiked over 10 miles and probably put on – over 200 miles on the rental car. I mean, we literally were in St. George and drove two hours back to Las Vegas to hike in the Valley of Fire mm -hmm. because we've loved that area. We've literally driven through it going, oh, we should stop. We don't have time. Oh, let's put that back on our bucket list. Yep. And we did. We literally drove back two hours to hike it while we were out there. Um, and when we were, when we did go out there, the pickleball stuff was like the first and foremost. That was like the first three days was pickleball, pickleball, pickleball. And it, even after the you know, our poor performance in the tournament and the disappointment that comes with that, we said, to go back to the point of it's not all, life is not all about pickleball, we said, hey, we're standing in southwest uh, Utah. Let's go have a great vacation. It's still a vacation. Let's go have a great vacation. It's so 75 we went out. Day, it's 75 degrees. Let's yeah. go find some craft tacos, which we did. <laughs> so we had a wonderful next three, four days there of just hiking and just hanging out together. And um we talked pickleball, we talked shop quite a bit, again, trying to figure out what's going on and just you're always trying to mill about and come up with that next um, epiphany of, you know, how do we get better and move forward. But we 
we just had a wonderful time just hiking and taking in the sights and just being present present in the moment with with each other and with our surroundings and it was it was just phenomenal we cannot we cannot um recommend that area enough if you're any kind of outdoorsy especially hiking and just it's beautiful and just being out in 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 I'll say in nature it sounds kind of cliched but just being out in the in the environment i mean you go on some of these trails and you will find gargantuan. I mean, some of the photos Craig took of me, I look like I'm a little ant in front of these gargantuan red rock fixtures that are out there. And when the sun's beaming on them and through a cloud, the reds that come off of those rocks are just, I mean, let's face it, we live in Wisconsin. And yes, Wisconsin is beautiful, but it's nothing like Arizona or Utah or any of that red rock area. No. And it just, it filled those bucket that bucket for us. It's all about balance. We go back to that over and over, right? Yeah. I, I've got a tat. I have one tattoo, <laughs> and it's on my forearm, and it's it's a it's a it's more symbolic. But what it means is a phrase that, that says, "Fill what's empty, empty what's full." And so, even when something's a little full or a little empty, you just you um, switch over to something else and work on that. And isn't it, again not to be so hyper focused on one thing and using that as your sole metric for your success in life or whatever it is it's 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 just a slice of the pie of that pie chart yeah and like you you had mentioned too that you know we had time and time isn't something that you always have in your busy schedules i mean craig and i it's the most finite resource yeah, any of us we, have right we work really hard but we also can't stress enough take that vacation time um, it's really needed to replenish your soul, even though we might have been hiking for, you know, four miles or five miles on one of these trails in Utah. It was time, like Craig had mentioned earlier, we reflected on our pickleball play. I mean, we talk as we hike. And that's where some of these epiphanies actually happen because you have that, what I'll say, quiet time to actually think because life is so rushed these days with yeah. the number of emails that you have in your inbox, the number of to-do things that you have to do with your kids, got to get them to soccer practice, baseball practice, you know. Well, and the quiet time includes no phone. The phone's in your pocket. You're just, you're not worried about, you know, the next notification that comes through. You're just yeah. out and about and being aware. So we're not, you know, I, I think we're pretty smart people, but it's not like we have these great aha moments. It's just, I think we allow ourselves that think time without any distractions um, that really helps us narrow in and be cognizant of, hey, let's talk about this. Let's have an honest conversation with no, like you did this, I did that. Let's like let's let's just try to figure it out. Well, and, and not to again, not to be braggy because we we still struggle with that too. It's not that we're great at that all the time, especially in winter when you can't. It's harder to get outside here in Wisconsin, but um, just trying to get better at it and again noticing when we're stuck and really stopping, and going, why is that, and taking that introspective tour of what's up. Well, and I think because we're going on knowing each other for 10 years now, because I, I think we've, as you get to know people better in any type of relationships, you open up a little bit more. And I know some of the things that I've shared with you in the last year, year and a half, I don't think I would necessarily have shared with you in year one oh, or two. Oh, yeah. Because Same here. I know that you're a safe space. And even though what I say might not sit well with you, you're an adult enough to say, okay, let's talk about that. That's a hard topic. Um, but that that's taken us like almost nine years to get to that point. So again, I'm just reiterating, 
to you that Craig's right. It's not like we have all the answers. Oh, God, no. We're just trying to figure it out as we go. But I'm sitting across this desk at a man that I can literally look at and say, I think I could probably say anything to him and he would be okay with it and say, and even if he wasn't okay with it, he'd say, okay, let's talk about that um, because it's important to communicate. And that has taken time. Um, and a lot of mistakes and, and a lot of doing it the wrong way. Yeah. And paying but, um, for that. But we're at that point in our life. And, and that, that's one thing that I could share with people is it's okay to maybe have those uncomfortable conversations with your spouse or your partner. Um, and just say this, this and, and preface it by saying, this is going to be really hard. And this is a hard topic for me to share with you. Um, but I'd like to so that we can move, you know, whatever that it is forward. Yeah, no, I'm I'm proud of us in the end. I really am. I, even this last three weeks since the last last episode, it, there's been some really deep, me personally, some really deep like oh wow moments, just moments or thoughts that have hit me that I've had to sit and like digest, and I'm still digesting, and and because they're exciting, like wow, this could, this could I think I figured this out. I think I know why type of thought and. With that, then you're always looking to, okay, when can we put this into practice? You get excited and you want to try it and you want to see where it can take you. And there's not been, there's been more than one of those the last several weeks. With, and and there's been and some aha moments where I've, you've looked at me and going, oh, I didn't think you were going to react that way. I've reacted the total opposite of what you thought yeah. of because I'm trying to, and, and I can see the, the smile and the glitter in his eyes right now and that all of you cannot see. But it's, I would have reacted even two months ago, three months ago. Differently than what I do now because I've differently is a good word. Differently, yeah. <laughs> thanks, honey. Um, I'm just trying to do a really good job of realizing, and maybe it's with age. Maybe that age-old saying is that you get wiser as you get older. That some things just really aren't worth fighting over. Um, and so I'm trying to make that change yeah. and have that perspective of: Do I really want to say what I really want to say, or do I just want to let it flow? Under the bridge well, as the stream goes on, or and I just let it go. Acknowledging what's emotional, like what you want to, what, what you think you really want to say is is an emotional reaction. Reaction, not what you probably really, really want to say. It's just what would feel good now. So let's say I have a little bit of a, I'm cognitively biting my tongue and letting my tongue bleed a little bit because I'm biting it, but I'm biting it in a good way mm -hmm. because I don't want to hurt you. Well, and I think I, don't, I am too. We're both doing that yeah. instead of going wait, what? And reacting how you would let your emotions run the show. You're stopping and looking at the person going, okay, this is my best friend and the person I love and they're feeling a certain way. So why would I say that? Yeah. And and then not saying yeah. it. Yeah. And so, again, I'm proud of us with that. Really, yeah. really proud of us. Yeah. And that takes time. I mean, gosh, it's been, <laughs> been 10 years. We struggled with that for up very, a, a till very time. recently. Yeah. 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 So I'm proud of us too, honey. So, um, on that note of how proud we are, even though, you know, Red Rock didn't occur the way we wanted it to, even before we stepped foot out on that pickleball court, I remember looking at Craig in the hotel room and I said one morning, I'm really proud of us. And he looked at me and he's like, what do you mean? What? I mean, I know you're proud of us, but you, why? And I said, for a couple of reasons. I said, we came back. We didn't do well in 2022 at the same tournament, and it takes a lot of guts to come back to the same tournament. And not only did we come back, we leveled up. We went from a 3.5 to a 4.0. So we moved up a level, and that's a lot of growth in less than one year. Mm -hmm. And not only did we come back, 
level up, but we're in a different space. We're supporting each other. We are going to have a good attitude on that court, um, and we're going to play with joy. And we did. So I'm like, even though we didn't win, quote unquote, we we really did win, Craig, um, because I would rather win with us and our relationship and our growth than any little stinking little medal that we could have brought home. Yeah, no, I agree. So um, I didn't lose my shit <laughs> on the court, <laughs> which for me is the ultimate win. I'm going to have to beep you out again. You're going to have to bleep me out again. But um, you didn't roll your eyes. I didn't, you know, mm, no, lose it. No, I was just having fun out there. I, yep. really, I really, really was. I wasn't even trying just to tell myself that. I was like, no, this is cool. We're, we're playing at a PPA a Pro Pickleball Tournament in Utah in early April when it, the weather is just crap where we live. And out yep. there, it was beautiful. Had a great vacation, great experiences, things that we will remember in our heads for a very, very, very long time. So it was a great vacation and a great time with you, honey. Yeah, and um, I know we've been talking a lot about pickleball and us here lately, but now we've gotten back. We're, we have kiddos who are starting to enter the college the college um, arena. Yeah, the arena, the maze. And so, you know, that's what we're really kind of focusing on here now, too, in addition to laying off a of pickleball a little bit in terms of tournaments. We're trying to deal with the financial side with kids leaving leaving the nest. So that's something we'll talk about maybe in the next episode. Yeah, but, I have uh, one graduating this year. He's a senior walk across the stage. It's kind of exciting and also fearful. Yeah, so, so there's a lot of change going on. So you may hear a little bit about that um, shortly. <laughs> yeah. So thanks, everyone, for letting us uh, share our experiences and our successes and failures today. Yes, thank you very much. Um, appreciate you listening, and we'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, have a great weekend. 